It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, and thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every single day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I think I can play on Sunday. Oh, no, wait, no, wait. I don't know that if I'm going to be able to play I, on I, Sunday. I, I would be oh, ruled no, wait, as I'm doubtful. Playing. I'm playing on Sunday. No, oh, yeah. no I'm playing. <laughs> I, I would be ruled as doubtful right now. Let's just, just say that. Um, yeah. Debated Landon on asking you if you wanted to do two different shows today. One show with Dak Prescott playing and one show with Dak Prescott being out. Because it certainly changes how uh, the we head into this game against the Minnesota Vikings. So let's just kind of update everybody to as where we're at right now. It is one o'clock Eastern time on Friday, and we have no <laughs> idea. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. It's like this whole podcast could be one of those choose your own adventure books, right? Yeah, like it's fun. If if Cooper Rush is playing quarterback, turn to page thirty seven. <laughs> if Dak Prescott's playing quarterback, turn to page sixty three. <laughs> like and, and 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 honestly, I, I did a I did a hit on a local Dallas radio uh, TV station this morning, and I gave them two different uh, score predictions based on on who was playing because I just mm. I have no idea. Like I mean, just you know, you and I are pretty good at reading these kind of tea leaves, and yeah. I I think you and I both went through a situation where we flipped back and forth in in a span of ten minutes based on three different people's answers and, and the tone of which they answered it. So, All right, let's 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 just play a little guessing game right now. Let's do it. How are you leaning right now with the way the Cowboys are going to treat the Dak Prescott thing? Okay, the, the reality – I think here's the reality. The reality is I think Dak Prescott can play. I, I think, I, if, I think if, so as well. If, if this if is you, a playoff if, game, there's no doubt about it, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, I, absolutely. There's no doubt if, if it was a playoff game that he would play. I, I think that he – so I think he's physically capable of play – playing i think he's probably physically capable of playing pretty decently well you know somewhere somewhere in the 80 to 90 percent range i mean maybe you know i I think it's probably just discomfort is what he's going to end up dealing with early on now the the decision that needs to be made is is this something that they would rather just nip in the bud and sit him out one more week with the idea that hopefully that extra week of rest will mean that this doesn't crop up a little bit later in the season, that you're not having to deal with this for the rest of the week. I certainly can understand that sentiment. And I think, you know, if I'm following your particular Twitter back and forth, that's kind of where you're landing right now is that you prefer that. Am I correct? I would like to see Dak not play this week. I would. Yeah. I understand that. I, I, I honestly, I keep going back and forth on it too, because I, I certainly don't at all – think that it's a bad idea to play it a little conservative. You, you take advantage of the fact that you have this lead on the rest of the teams in the NFC East. 
and 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 you know making sure that you're securing your quarterback for uh, uh, you know the rest of these games. My concern there is, you know, what happens if you rest him and he still gets hurt later in the season, and you've lost this game that is against an NFC opponent. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's where I get concerned. And, and also, you know, the, the other thing that kind of makes this worse is that, you know, I don't really think the Cowboys are going to be involved in uh, uh, the NFC wildcard race. I mean, in the no. sense that they're not going to be part of the NFC wildcard race, no, right? Because no, you, you think no. that they're going to, at the very least, win the NFC East. They Five lose this December. game. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you say that they lose this game. And, and the worst case scenario that can happen here is that you sit back, you lose this game. Dak still is dealing with this injury and you lose a couple more games and suddenly you are back in the NFC wildcard race and this game matters. I don't think that's a high, a high reality possibility reality, but I think that that is the downside here is that you could do all this, lose the game, you know, based not intentionally, but almost intentionally. And then it's still not ultimately save you from Dak being, you know, having a, a calf injury later down the road. All right, so just I want to get some of my thoughts out there really quickly. I think if this was a game that wasn't on primetime or against the Vikings, he would already have been ruled out. And I think mm-hmm. they would have ruled him out on Wednesday, to be honest. Um, but because it is a primetime game on a big stage, obviously Dak wants to play, right? Yeah. The Vikings also are a team that Dak wants to beat because I, I want to kind of pull this back up. In 2019 – they played a Sunday night game against the Vikings. Do you remember, remember this one? This is the famous Tavon Austin punt game. Remember? Yep. Where they called, they told Tavon to take a fair catch no matter what happened. And Jason Garrett kind of threw him under the bus. Uh, but of the drive before that, they actually took the ball out of Dak's hands. And it's kind of what fractured some of the relationship between Jason Garrett and Dak. They had a third down and two or third down and three you know, inside the 15 yard line and they ran the ball twice. They didn't allow Dak to change plays. They had a very, a very good front to throw the ball and they didn't allow Dak to throw it. And it kind of upset Dak. And I think this is a game he's been circling for a while. Um, He wants to play. He wants to kind of get his revenge and I'm not sure the Cowboys are going to let him. And I think, I think it's a safe move here because I think with another week, he's probably close to hundred percent. Uh, they can kind of ramp him up and see what his rehab looks like on Wednesday and Thursday. I, I don't know. I, I, I go back and forth with this one. I, I think I would just like to see him rest in this one. Yeah, and and I think you know at this very moment I I agree with you. I, I have been waffling back and forth, and I do I do think that what we can say walking away from this is that it's not a cut and dry answer either way. I mean, I think that there is you know there is certainly a debate. I mean, at least in my opinion, there is. Uh, a debate that's going to go on about this up until game time. But uh, I'll, I'll say this. I think sitting him is absolutely not a bad idea at all. And and being conservative with your quarterback is, especially after what you went through last year is, is probably worth it on, on an ankle, you know, on the leg that he hurt last year. And it's, and he even said he thinks it's related to it. Right. Um, Yeah. I don't know how much I believe that though. I mean, I I, look, I, I, I wonder, I wonder how much that is. I don't, not that I don't believe it, I wonder how much of that is just uh, Dak pontificating or how much that is Dak sure. being told that by somebody, I guess. Is uh, what I mean. The other thing I would say is because you had two weeks to get ready for this game, Cooper Rush is going to be as prepared as you know, he'll ever be, right, for, for a regular season game. It, it might not be the worst idea just to let him play and 
just buy yourself another week. I, I know it doesn't seem like a big deal, but uh, just an extra week would be, uh, I think, very helpful to deck. Although, one more thing. Do you know how that game ended in 2019? We remember the punt, right? We remember the Tavon Austin thing. Do you remember what happened on the very last play of the game? No, I don't. It was a, it was a Hail Mary. Do you know who was intercepted by? Uh, J. Ron Curse. J. Ron Curse. Yeah. Just, now I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the actual game and how we – let's just assume it's Cooper Rush, okay? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll and if it's Dak – Obviously, I think everybody knows what that's going to look like. But mm-hmm. before we do that, I want to tell you guys about McDonald's. We absolutely love McDonald's here. We're huge McDonald's fans. Uh, and we want to tell you guys that McDonald's has been proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family from the community can come together. A big thank you to all of our friends at McDonald's for always being there. Landon, would you like to do the honors? But up, but up, up, up. I'm loving it. There you go. That's perfect. That is definitely going to be a video that we tweet out uh, <laughs> today from the lockdown account. Uh, oh, all no. right, let's uh, let's go ahead and do the Cowboys' offensive pre- preview with Cooper Rush. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Jerry Jones said that he has the entire playbook open to him. If Cooper Rush does start, what do you expect the offense to look like? Well, I think that they'll further lean into a run-based game. Uh, uh, you know, heavily leaning into their running backs. I mean, just be, to give, provide some stability there. I, I, you know, look, the thing is, is that I feel like this is a game where you probably want to run the football a little bit anyways. I yeah. think this front is one that you can get some running on. Uh, you know, they've been very good at um, at, at bringing pressures, about finding what – I mean, look, Zimmer is one of the best in the league, if not the best, at, at kind of dialing up these pressures. He's been doing it forever. Uh, and he's got uh, guys like uh, uh, Daniil Hunter and, and Everson Griffith and back kind of playing at a high level, getting after the quarterback. So I, I think and, – and look, we've gone this far without talking about the earlier in the week you know, storyline that, that wouldn't die about Lael Collins versus Terrence Steele. No matter who's playing, whether it's Lael Collins coming back after not playing for five weeks or whether it's Terrence Steele, I think it's going to be beneficial to get those guys moving forward and beating up a little bit on Daniil Hunter as opposed to trying to play backwards the entire game. It's just going to make Terrence Steele's life easier. You you did see that Steele said he's starting on Sunday night? I, I saw that he... I saw that he got asked a question. See, that's the thing. Man, it's like the semantics that we have to try to parse in this. He got asked specifically by uh, Joni Epstein, I think. Jory Epstein, I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, that, you know, are, when did you find out that you, you, were, were, going, you were starting? But they didn't say in the game. They just said that you were going to remain the starting right tackle, which – so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think if it, at this point I do kind of think it is going to be Terrence Steele. Uh, but if that and if that's the case, then maybe that's even more of a reason to start 
Cooper Rush. Star Cooper Rush, right? Yeah. So I think it leans – all of both of those things to me lean into the idea that the Cowboys should try to attack these guys on the ground a little bit more. Um, and, and especially if Cooper Rush is a quarterback, that actually helps you because – that allows you to kind of keep their offense off the field a little bit more. And yeah. maybe you can control the game a little bit more. So, really quickly, just a yeah. trend that I've noticed from the Cowboys lately is they like to get guys with like a full week of practice in before they play them, I think. Right? Like you're even seeing this with some of the guys that were coming off IR. Like they want them to have an entire week of practice and then the following week to get ready for the games. Like I don't think Michael Gallup's going to play this week. No. Um, I don't think I don't think Lyle Collins is going to start. I it, it seems like this is a concerted effort by the coaching staff and the medical staff to say, Hey, we want five practices under your belt before you play in a game, because we just don't want you to get re-injured. We want to make sure you're in playing shape. It seems like the Cowboys have kind of just made this a goal of theirs going forward. So I just, I think that's something we should keep an eye on going forward. I, I don't think it's the worst thing to leverage. You, you, Especially you've earned, the 17 game schedule, right? You've earned these, these five games, these five wins. They give you a, an ability to do something like that. And yes, with the 17 game schedule, like it's almost feels like you should have two buys anyway. So getting yeah. two weeks off in a row for some of these key players, it makes some sense. Honestly, I think, you know, of all the people that are coming back from uh, the IR or from injury or whatever, the only one I think is actually going to end up playing this week, this week would be Kelvin Joseph, I would imagine. And that'd be only on special teams. Probably. Like. So yeah, I, I think it's not, I think the week for big comeback and maybe, you know what, maybe Tristan Hill, I, I, it sounds like they, you know, he had some pretty good days of practice. So maybe he works his way in, or maybe he's at least a, uh, uh, the game day inactive or something. He's on the roster, but, yeah. but inactive. Right. So, well, they don't, he's not even on the roster yet. I don't believe. Right. He's still uh, he, well, he's still part of the except uh, exemption, but if, if they decided that they wanted to play him, I guess he wouldn't be a game day inactive because they would just leave him on that. I on think that's that what's going to happen. I think the same thing with Tristan Hill. I think they're just going to leave him one more day or one Likely. more week. I guess that makes sense. And yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we're likely to see all those guys or at least a, a huge portion of those guys come back next week. By the way, slim Tristan Hill. Did you notice that? I noticed it in training camp. You know I, I, that he's that he's top heavy, right? He looks big and, and and strong, but he's got like longer legs and like kind of thinned out yeah. legs. You know, I, I'm interested to see what he looks like because I just he, thought he looked even smaller than training camp. Like I think yeah. he's, which like is he's weird, lost 15, 20 which, pounds at least. Yeah, which is weird because he's the guy that's like, I mean, of those guys that they're the interior of Gallimore, o, Osa, and and all he's these. He's the biggest. Small. Yeah. He's the biggest one. Yeah. Like, so that's, that was, that was interesting. To yeah. See but he too. might be the most explosive of the three, you know, in terms of testing stuff. So, yeah. Uh, but all right. Back to the offense. Yes. Um, what will the passing attack look like with Cooper Rush? I, I would have to imagine a lot of play action, a lot of underneath stuff to Dalton Schultz and Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, right? You know, I think that they could still win on the outside with Cooper Rush. I, I just think that it's not going to be. What you lose in Dak Prescott immediately, besides you know a, a better command of the offense, uh, obviously a much better thrower down the field in the pocket. But the biggest thing that you're going to lose immediately is just the ability to make something out of nothing, right? To to, to play out, outside yeah. of structure because that's yeah. really where Cooper Rush struggles, right? And the think, pre-snap stuff—that's the other thing. Like Dak is so good pre-snap at best. recognizing coverages and all that kind of stuff. And against a team like Minnesota, like that's really, really valuable. I mean, that was one of yeah. the most impressive things about his game in the last few times he's played is just his way to decide his ability to decipher that. Cooper Rush is a very heady player. He's very smart. And that's that's why he has that job. It's, it certainly isn't because he's an athletic marvel that they're trying to harness his skills and uh, uh you know uh, tame his upside. I mean, he doesn't have 
He's 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 obtained his upside. He's he is where he is. He's just going to be a guy that if you pr- create a good structure around him, hopefully he can operate inside of it. So I think the Cowboys can win this game with Cooper Rush if they can play focused, good football and not make a ton of mistakes. Because if they make a ton of mistakes without Dak, it's just difficult to overcome that, right? It's just it's a lot becomes a lot more difficult, especially if you're putting Cooper Rush in third and 10 plus against a, 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 you know, a Zimmer defense, even with the the lack of talent at cornerback position, that's a difficult position for a backup quarterback to be in because he's going to send pressures that, that, you know, Cooper rush may have never seen before. It's going to be interesting to see what happens there. What about the offensive line? How do you think they match up against Minnesota? I think it's a good matchup for the Cowboys. I mean, I, I, I think the one spot you worry about obviously is with uh, Daniel Hunter. I think, you know, You've seen Everson Griffith have a pretty good year this year. I don't know that it's like, you know, make me worry about him versus Tyron Smith good. You know, I, I just think he's he's kind of had a resurgence. I think Tyron Smith knows this guy well and knows how to play him. So yeah. I'm not as concerned about him. But I but Daniel Hunter is is, is one of the best pass rushers in all of yeah. football. Uh, and he's got a, a mismatch there. That's where I'm concerned. I think inside, I think it's pretty much a wash. And especially if you're talking about the the run game, I think the Cowboys have an advantage uh, if they're not going to – I think Pierce potentially may not play Pierce for is them. Out. Pierce is out of this game. Yeah. And he's I their mean, best run-stopping defensive tackle. Yeah, and so you know, obviously they uh, they still have some talent inside as pass with pass rushers uh, with with some of the pickups that they had uh, from in the offseason from from the Giants. Dalvin Tomlinson's Dalvin Tomlinson, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and I think so. There there is some talent there, but I think the Cowboys for the most part should be able to handle things inside, and and really I guess on the Griffith side too, uh, where I have concerns is the matchup on the right side with Terrence Steele or Lael Collins, whoever's starting versus Danielle Hunter. Yeah, I agree. Danielle uh, Hunter. They're going to have to create some shot plays, right? They're going to have to find ways yeah. to change field position, whether that's with trick plays, whether that's with play action shots. They're just not going to be able to sustain long drives like they do with Dak if, if Cooper Rush is a quarterback. So flea flickers, anything, anything that kind of jumpstart the offense and get yourself into the red zone is going to be needed. Uh, all right, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Bilt Bar. You guys know Bilt Bar. It's the best-tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next box at BiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. also want to promote our crossover podcast with Luke Braun. A lot of people really like that episode. If you haven't got a chance to listen to it, uh, go go do so. Because Luke gave some really good answers about the best way to stop Kirk Cousins. And it's actually not to blitz him. Like one of the things that we think is, hey, create pressure on Cousins and you'll be fine. That's actually not the case. When Cousins is just 
blitz. He's really good at finding the running backs. He's really good at uh, screen passes. So how do you anticipate the Cowboys trying to stop Kirk Cousins this week? Well, I think, you know, it's got to be you got to find a way to win your your matchups against this offensive line. I mean, it's just not I mean, if if, if blitzing is not going to be the way I, I think pressuring Kirk Cousins is the answer. The yes, question, yes. but but having to blitz obviously means that you're having to abandon an extra guy in coverage. That because gives they're such Kirk- a good screen team. That's really what it is. Is they're such a good screen team, and they're so good at just getting the ball to the slant to, to Justin Jefferson and having him go for sixty. It's why you don't want to do that against them. Yeah, and I think that so I think you you do things like you're gonna you'll you'll, you'll send. You'll send. You're gonna blitz. I mean, it's gonna happen at some times. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah. It's just it doesn't doesn't shouldn't be the uh, the, uh, the 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 complete focus of your attempts to get pressure on him. They should be trying to get pressure with four, uh, and and I think that they can achieve that with some of their be- better pressure players, including Micah Parsons, without having to blitz. You know, they, the Cowboys have shown the propensity to kind of you know put out. Uh, unusual uh, alignments on the defensive line, whether it's you know lining up uh, 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 Parsons over the over the center or over like yeah. you know lining up a linebacker or a, a defensive end as a three technique, these are all things that I think the, the Cowboys need to try. They need to try to take advantage of that interior offensive line, and and I really do think uh, as much as Christian Darrisaw had a good week last week, this is an ugly matchup for him versus Randy Gregory. Uh, and I think Randy Gregory has been pretty good at exposing exactly these types of players. You know, who was the guy that – not to sidetrack us too much, but who when you watched Darisol, uh coming into the draft, who was the guy that you thought was his upside comparison? Did you have one? Was it like Lyle Collins? I had Jason Peters, you know, yeah. because, because of that – just the athleticism and the size and the way yeah. he moves kind of. I, I think that Randy Gregory is going to have a similar type of uh, of success against uh, Christian well, I think I think Darisaw is somebody that if he gets his hands on you, you're going to win, right? He's going to yeah. win, right? He's yeah. so strong. It's just, man, is he going to be able to get around the edge to get to Randy Gregory, right? Well, and, and I think that's where I guess I'm going to get at is that I think if he gets his hands on you in, his, in a short set, then you're done. But I think that – I think that Randy can get to his spot around the corner. And even if, even if Darisaw gets there, he could run through Darisaw. Like if yeah. he could turn the corner and get his hands in his yeah. chest, uh, Darisaw, from what I saw in college at times, despite being kind of a dancing bear, uh, you know, when he faced really good pass rushers, when he got to the outside, he'd get there, he'd arrive and he'd, he put hands on him, but he wasn't set. He didn't have his, the sand in his butt to kind of yep. drop his weight yep. and, and, and completely hit it. So, I think that could be a good matchup for the Cowboys. And I also expect them to, you know, loop people inside too. Lots of stunts to get, yep. you know, guys like Gregory. And and I think if Armstrong's playing, I wouldn't be surprised if they to watch him get deployed in some interesting ways too. I know that they like him. And I know that the Cowboys have shown us in training camp that they, they're not afraid to move him around as well to kind of create mismatches. I will say this is one of the games where I think, this is just my opinion, I think Minnesota's going to move the ball up and down the field on Dallas. I do. I mean, they're they're really good at running the ball. They've got two really good receivers, and Kirk Cousins is really accurate. Uh, the The game is going to be won and lost in the red zone for both teams, right? Minnesota is a really good red zone team because they have Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, and they can run the ball with Dalvin Cook. If the Cowboys can force them to kick field goals in the red zone and keep this game close in the fourth quarter, they'll give themselves a great chance to win. 
if they're just giving up touchdowns every single time they get in the red zone, this could, this honestly could turn into a blowout. It's, it sounds so simple, but it's really where games are won and lost in the NFL, right? Yeah, and I think for the Cowboys, they need to find a way to really, you know, if, if Cooper rushes, you're going to be your starting quarterback. They really need to find a really solid opening game script. They need yes. to establish themselves early. They need to score points early. They Even need if it's to- just a field goal. Even if it's yeah. just a field goal, get yourself the kind of those first points that are always the hardest to get, right? I think if the Cowboys can survive early and keep it close, uh, that they can, you know, they have, even without Dak playing, the Cowboys have more talent than the Vikings team does. But that that doesn't always mean that you're going to win. No, especially uh, so with the, if you have a lesser quarterback, right? Yeah, exactly, right? So the Cowboys need to survive early, make sure that they aren't just being put into a spot where they're having to play catch-up because playing catch-up with Cooper Rush would be ugly. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think that if the Cowboys can keep – a, a balanced offensive game plan through, throughout the most of the game, they can play with, with Viking, the Vikings. I think as long as they are getting, having a lot of success in the run game and I anticipate that they likely will. It's really frustrating that this is one of the games that Dak might miss because the corners on Minnesota are so bad, right? Yeah. Cam Dantzler yeah. and Brashad Breeland are your outside corners and Patrick Peterson is out and man, you can really expose them, especially down the field. Uh, We'll see if Cooper Rush can do that. We'll see if Dak Prescott can do that. He's not been ruled out yet. We'll see how he's feeling. But um, I'm going to ask you this, Landon. If Dak Prescott plays, what's your score prediction of this one? If Dak Prescott plays, I, I, I still, you know, anticipate it being, you know, not a super, yeah. yeah, super blowout or anything. But I do think the cow, it's, you know, an entropy game. The Cowboys will, it'll be a close game until it's not at the end, yeah. right? And, and the Cowboys win something like, I think I predicted. 27 24 is what I said, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, you know, just because Dak's injured, I, I think if Dak was fully healthy and th- everything was was flying, that the Cowboys win by more than a touchdown. But I think with, with you know, a kind of limited Dak, I see them still managing to march down at the end of the, of the game and kick a field goal to win or, or score a touchdown to win. Yeah. Uh, but without, without Dak, uh, I think it's going to be a low score. The Cowboys are going to hope for a low scoring affair or at least to play a nice game of keep away. Um, but I anticipate that if, if Dak doesn't play that, the I mean, I would pick the Vikings to win. Um, I, I, if the cow and if the Cowboys do win, they would probably need to have it be a low scoring affair, you know, kind of an ugly sloppy affair where both teams are, are sort of brought down to the level of where Dallas is playing with the backup quarterback. Can I just address this really quickly about the line movement in this game? Because I think people are yeah. looking at this wrong. So the Cowboys, who I start, think started this game out as one and a half point favorites on the road, right? And then there was some Dak uncertainty and the line moved to two and a half. And people thought that for sure meant Dak was out, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, if Dak is ruled out for this game, this line is not going to be Minnesota minus two and a half. It's just not. It's probably going to be Minnesota minus five and a half or six. Because that's how much Dak means. I really think this is just Vegas hedging on the Dak news. They're not sure which way it goes. They don't want people loading up on the Cowboys right now and then Dak all of a sudden playing. So this is a way for them to kind of set the line in the middle, continue to get action, and then they'll reset it whenever they officially get news. I mean, This line is not going to finish at Minnesota. Minus two and a half either way. I promise that. I also I also think that you know the if I just heard from someone that that the tickets for this uh, the the number of bets placed are overwhelmingly on the Cowboys 
but the money on this is overwhelmingly with the Vikings. So yeah. that means that big people are are betting huge money on the Vikings. So Which, it could be that they're just trying to yes. get more and more action that way, right? What do you think the line is if Dak doesn't play? What is it right now? It's two? Two and a half. Um, if Dak doesn't play, I would say, yeah, closer to five or six, right? I mean, right. I, I think yes. that, that makes sense to me. Yeah, and I think that's what it's going to be. I'm picking – I'll probably pick Minnesota regardless in this game just because, one, that's what I do on the show. Two, yep. I'm trying to help you guys out. And three, I believe this is a tough matchup for the Cowboys, right? Like they're really good in their their defensive line and their front seven. I think they're going to be able to stop the run a little bit. Um, and the, the offense presents some unique challenges for the Cowboys' defense. You know, Jefferson and Thielen are both really good players. So I, I, I honestly don't see a blowout, though. I think this is going to be a close game for a while. Either way, no matter who's playing, I think Dallas yep. is going to find ways to keep themselves in it. But it might be one of those things where they can only play three good quarters with Cooper Rush and not four. But I'm not I'm not totally ruling them out from winning this game with Cooper Rush. I, they they won last year in Minnesota with Andy Dalton, so it's it's not impossible, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think the Vikings are a team that you know. I mean, I, I was on a Vikings podcast uh, last night and. You know, I know that they don't feel 100% confident that their team is going to step up and, and play well. You know, so they play in a ton of 50-50 games. And, and then on top of that, if you go and look at their record, they're, they're three and three, right? Yeah. Three, three losses came against good teams. The three wins came against bad teams. It's like they are just right down the middle of 50, like a coin flip team. So I just well, imagine – what about say, they also took a, what, a 57 yard field goal at the end of regulation to beat the lions. Yeah. So it's kind of where we're at with these two teams right now, yeah, but exactly. uh, yeah, go check out the, uh, the locked on Cowboys crossover podcast with Luke. Luke was really, really good. Luke's the best. Uh, and, Love Luke. Yeah. Luke is fantastic. You can also check him out on locked on NFL. Uh, we want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Uh, you can check out the podcast on YouTube Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. Follow Layden at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We will be back on Sunday night as soon as the game ends to give us uh, give you guys all of our hot takes and reactions. Don't do not miss that. You're gonna want to make sure you're t- tuned in. Uh, enjoy the game. We'll see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.